Welcome to the Empire Files podcast. This is Abby Martin. This is the audio version of each episode of the Empire Files hosted on Telesaur English. You can watch every episode at theempirefiles.tv. In one of the most contentious presidential elections ever, a hidden fact is that millions of Americans lost their vote through various methods employed in a coordinated multi-million dollar operation. Stunning in a country that claims to be the greatest democracy on earth. But we don't hear about it. What we do hear about is claims from Trump and Republicans that the system is rigged because millions of people are voting illegally. It's rigged like you've never seen before. This issue of busing voters into New Hampshire is widely known by anyone who's worked in New Hampshire politics. There are dead people registered, there are illegal people registered. Dead, illegal, and two states, and some cases maybe three states. But we're going to stop it. We're not going to back down. Not only are these hysterical claims provably false, but they're in fact used by the same people committing actual vote rigging. Nonetheless, these myths are perpetrated by right-wing politicians and media to justify widespread voter crackdowns. In the latest purge, nearly half a million people have been kicked off Indiana's voter registration list just since the 2016 presidential election. That's a whopping 10% of total voters in the entire state. Alongside an arsenal of voter suppression tactics, a program called Interstate Crosscheck institutionalized vote theft nationwide. Investigative journalist Greg Palast uncovered exactly how this cynical billionaire-backed scam works in his recent film, The Best Democracy Money Can Buy, where he travels the world to expose how the GOP is robbing millions of votes for minorities and poor people, while the Democratic Party shrouds itself in silence. I caught up with Greg to talk more about the 2016 election and the myth of American democracy. So your film, The Best Democracy Money Can Buy, amazing film that everyone needs to watch. It dealt with the interstate voter registration cross-check program. Um, first, talk about what exactly that is and its impact in the most recent election. Interstate cross-check was Donald Trump's secret weapon. That handed him the election more than anything. It's a way that you can eliminate voters of color, just wipe them off the voter rolls, in my investigation for Rolling Stone, which is in the film, you're watching me do it, uh, our experts estimate that 1.1 million people lost their votes, in especially concentrated in those key swing states, Michigan, Ohio, North Carolina, Arizona. That's where Crosscheck was operating. And that also, by the way, we talk about Trump, but let's not forget, that was also wiping out voters of color, which meant that uh, that's one of the reasons we have a Republican Congress. So that's what interstate cross-check does. What interstate cross-check is, is go back to Donald Trump's line. The election's rigged. There are millions of people voting many, many times. Millions of people voting twice. That's the second part of his statement that no one was picking up. And so what that is, is his claim that there are people, for example, a guy named James Brown in Atlanta is voting a second time in Detroit. That's the accusation. Now, everyone says, oh, that's nuts. Well, it doesn't matter if it's nuts. The accusation was devastating because it was backed up by his political operatives actually removing voters from the voter rolls on the accusation that they were voting twice, a mil over a million people. This is one of the great hidden purges of 2016, and yet they didn't arrest they didn't arrest anyone for voting twice in the, in the last election. Not one person was arrested for it, yet they're removing people. 
And so here's how it worked. And by the way, here's how, how we knew it was going to be Trump. Because the guy who created Interstate Crosscheck is a character named Chris Kobach, who's like this right-wing Fox News darling who's the Secretary of State of Kansas, a voting official. And he's the guy who basically perfected and spread this system to hunt down these so-called double voters in, and remove them from the voter rolls. And so that's, and, we, and he was backing Trump. So we knew that locks Trump for the nomination and that locks Trump for the White House. And it don't matter how you vote because they've already eliminated the margin in those really close states. When did Crosstrack come into existence? It actually came in, it's been around for quite some time. Before this guy Kobach took it national, uh, a couple of states were sharing voter rolls to see if people were voting twice. There was no big damage. Um, because they didn't find anyone voting twice. And so they didn't, you know, there's no one to remove. You know, it had no effect. This guy Kobach in, comes and changes the whole thing. And it was basically after the Supreme Court took the guts out of the Voting Rights Act back in 2013. As soon as that happened, Crosscheck spread like, uh, like virus, okay, to 30 Republican states where the Republicans controlled the office of Secretary of state or voting official, the chief voting official, and these guys were sharing voter rolls. Now, just so you know, Donald Trump said that there are three million illegal voters. Now, that's an important number to remember. Now, people think, oh, he just pulled that out of his, out of his wig, right, out of his comb over. No, that number comes from Kobach because the list of suspects is seven million, seven million people. Seven million names, they said that's three and a half million people voting twice. And they used the list, they tagged people as voting twice, and they removed not the whole seven million, but they removed about 1.1 million, 1 .1 million voters in the 2016 election. And that's just, we put it in Rolling Stone, I put it on, uh, you know, I put it on Al Jazeera, I put it in, you know, The Guardian. It's all over the world, but not in the United States. Talk really quickly about how the Voting Rights Act was gutted and how it made cross-check easier to implement. What happened was I contacted all these voting officials, every single one, and said, give us these lists that you got from this guy, Chris Kobach, accusing people of voting twice. So we were turned down. They said, you know, if you vote twice, it's crime. Yeah, you vote twice, you go to prison for five years. So who would do this thing? So who are these people? But they wouldn't give us a list because it's a criminal investigation. Well, you see the hat? I'm, a, I'm an investigative <laughs> reporter, right? It took us about six months, five months to begin getting some of these lists we weren't supposed to have. So we have these confidential lists of the voters. We have two million of their names, and we start going through the lists. And this is where, this is where the rubber meets the road. Who is on the list of voting twice? Guys like 288 guys named James Brown in Georgia voted uh, in another state in the same election. Now, how do they know that? Because they found a guy named James Brown in Atlanta. And believe it or not, they found a guy named James Brown in Detroit. And they said, obviously, James Brown, this is the same voter voting twice. Now, here's the, here's the thing about the lists. And you got to take a look at these lists. Name after name after name. James Thomas Brown is supposed to be the same guy as James Edward Brown. Christina Isabel Hernandez is supposed to be the same as Christina uh, Maria Hernandez. 
by the way, these aren't made up examples. These are real, real, real. James Brown Jr. and James Brown Sr. are supposed to be the same. Father and son are supposed to be the same voter. Now, here's the trick. You heard Maria Hernandez. You heard James Brown. David Kim is another one. When you're looking at common names, you're looking at black people, Hispanics, and Asian Americans. 85 of the 100 most common names in America are held by minorities, like Rodriguez, Chung, Nguyen, Hernandez. And how do they vote? It's not the color of their skin. They vote Democratic. So, but if you want to knock out Democratic voters, you knock out voters of color. Here's where the Supreme Court comes in. In most of these states, you cannot put in a new system of removing voters like cross-check unless you get it first approved by the Justice Department and make a claim and make a claim that it is not in no way prejudiced, uh, prejudicial against voters of color. Well, of course, this is when you're knocking out James Brown and Jose Garcia, yeah. it, it's, a, it's a game that's pulling out voters of color. So they could never get away with this if the Voting Rights Act were still in place. The Voting Rights Act also gave the Justice Department all kinds of, of powers to stop this game before it happens. You don't remove everyone, because what they do is they, and this adds to the racial bias, they send postcards to people. You're, you know, they don't even say you're accused of voting twice, they just say, uh, you're um, are you registered to vote in another place? If you don't send back the card, and most people don't, if they're poor, the poor people who move a lot, don't get the cards, uh, et cetera, you lose your vote. And so that happened in mass in Michigan. I was there after the election. Donald Trump won Michigan by 10,700 votes. The Secretary of State of, of Michigan himself told me we moved, he's a Republican, we moved aggressively against people on the cross-check list. Half a million people on that list in Michigan. They probably, we estimate they removed 50 to 60,000 voters, mostly voters of color, Several times Donald Trump's supposed margin marched down the list of states like Arizona and, um, and North Carolina, Ohio. Cross-check made the difference. According to your research, one-fourth of the names in this cross-check list uh, you obtained didn't have a middle name match. And the cross-check instruction manual even notes that the social security numbers may or may not match. That is astounding. Well, yeah, they use this con. Okay, uh, this guy, Chris Kobach, who's working uh, for the Trump campaign and is also a state official, when he's asked about the cross-check list, when a, a reporter asks something, sniffs something, he says, oh, well, we, we checked their middle name. We checked the last four digits of their social security number. We checked their birth date. It sounds totally kosher. Like, how can you miss? Well, in the instructions itself, it says to ignore the mismatches. Ignore the mismatches. So another, the trick is they have the information. Anyone asks them, well, look, we have all this information. But they ignore the mismatches deliberately. And let me tell you something. This whole business requires millions and millions and millions of dollars of government money to effectuate this. Yet we have systems we have these huge database operations. In fact, like for example, one owned by the, the, the Koch brothers called I360, one owned by Trump's cronies called Cambridge Analytica. Those operators can, with 99.9% .9 certainty, name every single real double voter in America. And, but then they would get all three. And they wouldn't be able, <laughs> and they wouldn't be able to get 
a million people off the voter rolls. You know, people like to paint Trump as this anti-establishment figure who's standing up to the empire. Greg, talk about his ties with Chris Kobach and, and how, who else is behind this? As an investigator, I can tell you the oldest rule is the important rule, follow the money. But what we've been doing is hunting down the money behind this steal. Now, who funds Chris Kobach? The money goes back to um, some, a four-letter word, Coke, K-O-C-H. We follow the trail back, boom, it's the Cokes. And so the Cokes were behind the money to Kobach. Now, taking apart the, um, uh, the Voting Rights Act, mm -hmm. 1965, there was a really expensive, complex lawsuit. And that was brought by Shelby, Alabama. Where does little Shelby get the money? This, you know, it's tens of millions of dollars to bring cases like this. Where, where does little Shelby get this money? The answer is, it was supplied again by the Heritage Foundation, which is Coke money that they put into it and other billionaires, and also a character we call, that, that is known by his nickname, the Vulture. His given name is Paul Singer, but he's a multi-billionaire who is vital. He became the number one donor to the Republican Party for some time. So the money to take these things, to, to go after civil rights law and voting rights law, the money to run cross-check, the money to sell it to the public is coming from people like Paul the Vulture Singer, um, the two Koch brothers, who I've been following for years, um, and, um, and these are the people behind it, the Mercer family mm -hmm. and other billionaires putting their money in these operations. This is not new stuff. This is an old accusation against black people. In the, in the film, the big Ku Klux Klan propaganda film, Birth of a Nation, which is now 101 years old. 101 years ago, they made this film, and they had white actors in blackface sneaking a second ballot into a ballot box. So the accusation that black people like to vote twice, that's an old Ku Klux Klan trope, and Trump just shoplifted it for this election. Um, yeah, and these people are just patsies. Like, again, Trump paints himself as this anti-establishment figure. Really, he's just a complete patsy for the Mercers, the Koch brothers, Bannon, too. You look at Breitbart and the funneling with the Government Accountability Institute, it's all Mercer and Koch money funneled right into these people, and they're just using them. The big backer of uh, Trump was a guy called uh, J.P., John Paulson, as he's known, the foreclosure king, as he's best known. And J.P., the foreclosure king, joined with, uh, with Paul Singer to take Delphi Auto Parts, which is GM Auto Parts, and move it to China and move it to Mexico. And yet, and he's the big backer, one of the big secret backers of Donald Trump. He's the, and yet Donald Trump stood at the gates of a closed Delphi plant, which his donors had moved to China and said, and his donors had moved also one of the plants from Warren, Ohio to Mexico. And he said, held a big rally and said, see this, see this closed plant? I'm gonna build that wall higher and bigger. Every time I look at this plant, I just add a few more feet to that wall. Now, I don't know what the wall has to do with moving the plant across the border, but it was his boys who were funding his campaign. And by the way, it's very important to understand this. Donald Trump, just plays a billionaire on TV. He's no billionaire, okay? He's hocked up to his keister. So we had to turn to these guys quietly.
You know, this has always been kind of a, a talking point, the voter fraud, especially on Fox News. The voter ID laws have been pushed through through Alec and, and Koch brothers and that think tank. But it seems like Trump was really the one to mainstream it and just act, you know, creating that false reality and that paradigm that people just fall behind and, and believe it. He took it out of the Fox News uh, foxhole, spread it nationwide. They're coming to take your vote away. This is the idea. They're gonna, if someone votes twice, they've taken your vote away. And of course, it's never just anyone. It's always a voter with dark skin. It's an immigrant it, you know, swimming the Rio Grande, voting illegally. Find me one. Right. I know of only two convictions. And it's very easy to find alien voters because they show up to vote and they sign their name. Uh, one was a Republican uh, in Georgia from Austria. And, uh, and not in Georgia, in Florida from Austria. And so what's happened is, is that they create this false hysteria. Mm -hmm. And here's a new one, by the way, that, and we, as we head towards 2018, Chris Kobach met with Donald Trump in Trump Tower um, just uh, uh, days before the inauguration. He had a memo in his hand, which you could see, he didn't hide it when he was shaking hands with, uh, with Trump before they went in. There's pictures of him holding the memo he's about to give Trump. Well, we could blow it up about a hundred times and see what it was. And it said, one of the things it said on it was to change and amend the National Voter Registration Act. That's the motor voter law, which is one of the main things that registered minorities in America. When you get a driver's license, you get a voter form attached. He would remove that. He wants people to prove Kobach and now Trump wants people to prove that they're citizens to vote. Now I say, well, why not? Prove you're a citizen to vote. Excuse me? How do you prove you're a citizen in America? This is not red China. We don't carry citizenship cards. Social security cards, driver's licenses, those are issued to aliens, including the, the like my team who aren't American citizens, but have green cards. Um, so social security number, uh, driver's license mean nothing. You have to have a passport now, excuse me, who has a passport? Uh, or there's your original birth certificate, good luck finding yeah. that, and or naturalization papers. So what happens is Kobach, Trump's guy, took this thing on a test drive in Kansas saying you have to prove you're a citizen. The only thing that happened is 36,000 students were blocked from voting because they couldn't get these papers. They didn't have passports, they're too young. They, they, you know, they had no passports, they didn't have birth certificates. 36,000 young people. Now, a federal judge knocked that out. A federal judge said, you got 36 people who couldn't register. Can you tell me one, Mr. Kobach, even just one out of 36,000 that's an illegal alien voter? He couldn't name it. So the, the judge said, this is all bogus, threw it out. Why? Because of the National Voter Registration Act, which this violated. So he'll eliminate the act. It's just like eliminating the, the Voting Rights Act eliminate the National Voter Registration Act. He's gonna eliminate the Civil Rights Act. Greg, your movie was, was devastating because it's not only the cross check, it's not only the voter ID laws. You go to some of these polling places and the disenfranchisement is stunning. Miles long lines. I mean, thousands of people waiting in the freezing cold for hours and hours. I mean, talk about some of the other voter suppression methods that are going on too. In Ohio, for example, which is, as we know, the vital, vital swing state, and this happened many places, and they did this in Wisconsin too, where they said early voting, early voting, you can only have one single voting station for an entire county. 
and they tried this in Wisconsin as well. This was key to Trump's victories in Ohio, supposed victories in Ohio and in Wisconsin. What they did was you wait in line. So on Tuesday, when uh, most white people vote in Ohio, they had, for example, in Montgomery County, which is Dayton, they had 178 polling stations. But yet, on election, on the Sunday before, which when black people tend to vote, they, they call it social polls day, there's one polling station. The result was, and you could see it in my film, you saw literally, I'm walking and walking, there's a half mile long line, there was one polling station, are you ready, for 80,000 voters. One polling station for 80,000 voters. And you just see this line of black people waiting to vote. Waiting, when I was in Dayton, five hours to vote. And at the end of the, of the process, and they did this in Wisconsin, this very election, at the end of waiting all this time, they're not given ballots. They're given absentee ballots. Now, what's the difference? You fill out, a, in Ohio and Wisconsin, you fill, you fill out the ballot, you put it in an envelope, you have to fill out the envelope perfectly. If you don't have a driver's license and it says driver's license, you leave it blank, you lose your vote. You lose your vote because you left off your driver's license, which you don't have. You have to write no driver's license. You have to sign it in several places properly, and, and your signature has to match exactly your registration signature so if you no longer include your uh, middle initial, but you signed your registration form 40 years ago with a middle initial, you lose your vote. All these tricks, because officially, this is an ugly thing that we don't talk about in the United States. People who mail in their ballots, absentee ballots, or mail-in ballots, 1.7 million of those ballots never, ever get counted. This is the, the ugly type of what I call soft apartheid in voting in America. We use fancy terms like disenfranchisement. You know what? Someone steals your car. You don't say, someone's disenfranchised my car. No, they've stolen your car. They steal your vote. It's a theft. We focus on, obviously, the presidential elections with this because it's the biggest, most vast disenfranchisement of, of the votes. But local elections, I mean, every election, this is happening. Really, what's very, very important is that this, most of this vote theft is actually aimed at the state and local and congressional elections. I'll give you an example. One of my first big investigations of vote theft was back in 2000 when I discovered that Katherine Harris and Jeb Bush of Florida had removed tens of thousands of black men from the voter rolls. Tens of thousands of black men from the voter rolls. What was the, what was the reason? They were all felons, criminals who aren't allowed to vote. In Florida, is one of the only states that still removes people from the voter rolls if they have a felony conviction. Okay. The problem was I investigated and not one, absolutely zero of the people on this list who lost their vote, none of them were illegal voters, none. But yet George Bush became president by 537 votes because of what Jeb Bush and Katherine Harris did. But here's the trick. They didn't do it to elect George Bush. They didn't do it to elect George Bush. It was originally created two years before this system of purging black folk off the voter rolls to elect Jeb Bush as governor. There's so many backups in place to secure uh, the Republican vote, to secure that this happens, which brings me to the most obvious question. 
of course, Hillary. During the run-up uh, to the election, every time Donald Trump would bring this up, she would poo-poo it and say, oh, you're crazy. How dare you question the sanctimonious system that we have? This is one of the big problems I run into. I'll get questions like, well, if, if, if the Republicans are stealing votes, how come the Democrats aren't saying anything? Now, one answer to that, by the way, is Democrats steal votes too, lots of them. I saw the, some of the most ugly Jim Crow style tactics used against Bernie Sanders voters here in California in the Sunshine State. I mean, it was raw. There, today, as you and I speak, there's still over a million ballots that were cast that were never tallied, never counted. Over a million today. Overwhelmingly, those were Bernie Sanders votes. The victims are always the same. The victims are always voters of color, poor people, students, basically progressives. And because the Democratic Party, if they let everyone vote and helped everyone vote, would be a very different right. party. So the establishment Democrats don't want those votes. They'd rather lose them in the general election than have those votes in the primary. And that's just the ugly, awful truth. I think it's hard for people to believe that the Clinton dynasty would give up power because they would rather legitimize the system that bred them. The Clintons are the system. The Clintons are the system. And remember, whether we like it or not, Hillary Clinton did some pretty shady things. And the last thing she wants to do is talk about illegality and misuse of the electoral system, misuse of campaign finance. Here you are doing this giant in-depth investigation, this, this feature film, trying to get the story out. And here everyone is just hysterically fear-mongering about another country usurping well, our election. The Russians did not tell Hillary Clinton, do not make a single stop in Wisconsin. Right. She didn't tell those long lines in Ohio. Did Russia remove the votes of, of students in Georgia because, and because they didn't have citizenship-proof papers? It wasn't the Russians. We cannot count on the Democrats to fix this, Greg. What do we do? How do we give back a voice to the voiceless here? We have to form the organizations and participate in the organizations that exist right now that will expose the con that America has the world's most perfect elections. We don't. We still have apartheid elections. We still have Jim Crow. The only difference now is that Jim Crow has gone from wearing white sheets to using spreadsheets. We can expose it and then we can act on it. We got to do those two things and not ask the Democratic Party to do it for us. Thank you for listening to the Empire Files podcast. If you want to subscribe to our mailing list, please sign up at theempirefiles.tv. We want this show to be a resource for those fighting against empire both here and abroad. Let us know what you think on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Empire Files and Facebook at The Empire Files.